in Ankeny. Juju Smith-Schuster's mother shared encouraging news, saying her son is A-OK after the Chiefs receiver was knocked out of Sunday's game with a helmet-to-helmet hit. This week's college football playoff rankings will be unveiled tonight with not much movement expected at the top after the top five teams all won. Former Major Leaguer Yasiel Puig is pleading guilty to a charge of lying to federal agents about sports bets he made with an illegal gambling operation. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. To welcome back, Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Five minutes after noon hour, we take you until 1. Uh, 20 minutes or thereabouts. Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com will put a bow on the MLB season, but uh, take a look ahead to uh, some of the movement that we may see here in the days, weeks, months to come. Well, coming up on Friday, Valley and Southeast Polk will collide. 5A state championship is at stake. 7.30 kickoff at the Dome. If you can't be in front of a TV, uh, Trent has the call on 96.9. The bus and the head coach of the Valley Tigers, a guy I first talked to and. 25 years ago. Wow. How about that? Joins the program. <laughs> Gary, we're both getting older, but good to talk to you again. How are you, Coach Swenson? You're, you're dating me, Ken. You're really dating me. <laughs> both of us, yeah, brother. That's, that, that's true. <laughs> I'm fine. And you? Yeah, doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, the Coach, uh, way to go. Glad that you're back in it. Um, you know, let's go to the end of the game just because uh, just the decision that you made, I'm sure you've made decisions, maybe not in with the uh, similar stakes on the line, you know, knowing that uh, what you're about to do is either going to propel you to a championship or send the kids home and you're going to be second guest all winter. Um, but when did you know you were going to do it, Coach? Was it during the drive or did you know, you know if we get to this point, this is how we're going to do it? Yeah, we talked. We talked the previous Sunday after the after the quarterfinal game against Cedar Falls. We 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 spend you know a good chunk of every Sunday up here, and we were in our offensive meeting. And I, I just I looked at our offensive coaches, and I said, now if we get into a kick to tie or go for two for the win, here we have to go for the win against this team. We're not. We're just not good enough to win a four-down, ten-yard game against them. They just do some things better than we do. So then, I, our guys, we we spent about twenty minutes coming up with the play that we would run. And and let's be honest. I mean, we're playing a team that three weeks earlier had beat us thirty-five to three. So. Were any of us really thinking we would use that two point play? Well, probably not, but you, you have to, you have to have it. And so if you looked at our sideline, there was no decision to be made. We had made that decision a week earlier. We had practiced it throughout the week. Now I guarantee you the play didn't come off like it practiced it, but they rarely do. The mm-hmm. end result was, was, you know, obviously what we had could have hoped for, but it wasn't like there was a whole bunch of, well, should we or shouldn't we? Or We know that if it works, you're genius. If it doesn't, you're, you know, I can't say on the radio, but <laughs> that's, that's just part of the deal. You know, you, you go, 
you go with what you have planned to go with, and then you take the results and live with it. Gary, I want to talk about your team a little bit, a different kind of team. You guys suffered four losses, something that is a rarity, it's certainly in your coaching career. What was it that they bounced back after that loss to Dowling Catholic? I mean, it would have been easy for the kids. All right, opening round of the playoffs, we're going to the only undefeated team left in the state. we got to drive a billion miles, miles to get over to the Pleasant Valley to pack it in. What changed or, or what clicked with this team as you guys get ready to play for a championship Friday night? Well, first of all, those four losses were to really good football teams. Mm-hmm. Now, the only game that we were really disappointed in our effort was the Dowling game. We let that get away from us, and I thought we quit playing. But when we lost to Ankeny, I we were we led at different parts of that game. I thought we had a chance to win. When we lost to Polk the first time, it was twenty-four to seven. But it, we it was competitive. I mean, we were we were always fighting during that game. The game that we feel today that we let get away that we shouldn't have lost was the Urbandale game. But that night, they gosh, they did some nice things. They had four or five really good players that showed up. And usually you win a game or two of those type of matchups. And we just, we weren't good enough early. And I don't know, there, there's no magic. You know, we, we went to Pleasant Valley and we just, even though they were undefeated, we matched up pretty good with them. And it was a close game. We Wanted it came from behind, wanted at the end. So that gave us, you know, that gave us some confidence. And then with Cedar Falls, we felt going in, we had a good chance to win that game. But you, you don't know. So I mean, some of our better players have made some big plays. That's what you got to have in the playoffs. You got to have the if you got any dudes, they got to show up, man. If they don't, you're you're going to be going home early. Hmm. Gary, the path that you've had to take through the playoffs to get to this point, and you won a bunch, a bunch of state titles in the past, you played for them. Is this is um maybe as daunting a, a a pathway to get to the championship game as you guys have had in the past? Oh, no question. Yeah. But, but you know, Ken, I, I looked at our team that Sunday before the first round, and I said, boys, who are we afraid of? Anybody? I mean, we've played Dowling, we've played Polk, we've played Ankeny. I mean, who should we be hesitant to go match up with? And they, you know, you can see in kids' eyes when they think about something, and, and you know, the consensus was nobody. I mean, there's nobody that we haven't already had to go toe-to-toe with. It's not like we're going to see this hidden gem of a team. We'd already matched up with everybody, so we knew what we had ahead of us, and you know, football, we all want to make it so complicated. <laughs> it's just really a pretty simple game if you can tackle, and if you play with effort for four quarters, and can not lose the line of scrimmage, you'll be in every game. And that's really what we've done lately that we didn't do early. Defense played outstanding and, and slowed down that running attack that is so good from Dowling Catholic. Uh, Theron Castle, he was my player of the game on Friday night. He was all over the field. Of course, he got Sonnenberg. He was making plays. Kennan's been a big part of your program, I know, for a long time. Your defense, you guys are always seemingly good year after year defensively. Tell us a little bit about this group and maybe what's separating themselves as they're playing at such a high level. 
Well, those kids you mentioned all had maybe their best game of the year. (laughs) You know, Sonnenberg, he did not play well in the first matchup. We missed some tackles in the open field. We busted a coverage, and I thought he was outstanding Friday night. And, you know, Ryan Cannon's been steady. He's just a very good player, tough kid. Theron Castle has taken some time to really develop as a linebacker, and I think he's he's doing very well for us right now. So, you know, it's not schemes and trade. We didn't do anything different. Our kids are just getting off blocks a little bit quicker. We're being a little bit better in the area of just making open field tackles. Now, that'll get challenged in a huge way Friday night, but as of late, we've just made some plays that we just couldn't even think about making early in the year. Uh, Gary Swenson, head coach of Valley Tigers, is uh, our guest with Miller and Cobbin. Well, here comes Abu Sama uh, in company this week. As, as we take a look ahead to, to Southeast Polk, you saw them early in the year. What did you come away with after that game, Gary? And uh, what are, uh, one or two of the keys uh, to winning on Friday night for you guys? Well, what I came away with is after watching on film before the first game is how did people other than Iowa State not get in on this kid (laughs) and recruit him? He's as good a running back as I've seen come out of the state. I mean, and I've seen a lot of good ones. And you had a good one in scales going way back. (laughs) Absolutely. This kid has a – he's so gifted. You know, I remember watching him long jump as a freshman, and he went like – 25, 26 feet. I thought that was just freaky. But I always thought if he wanted to, you know, gosh, he should probably focus on track. He might be an Olympian. But then after watching him play football this year, he's a big-time talent. I mean, golly, he's so good. We just got, you got to get people at the ball. If, you, if you're all alone out in the open field trying to tackle him, good luck. I mean, you just better you better rally up and take good angles and take away cutbacks and funnel him into other health because you ain't gonna you ain't bringing him down by yourself. So you need you need help. Speaking of help, you've schemed against a lot of different good players throughout the time. How do you scheme and what do you tell your defense alignment and your linebackers when you look on the other side and you see six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds of Caden Proctor? What do you do to combat that? Well, you, I mean, come on, the kids aren't stupid. They, <laughs> they, they know how good he is and how big he is. I don't think you, you don't need to fill him full of false bravado and say, oh, you can whip his butt. I mean, he's, he's going to play in the NFL someday. And what you have to do is just be sound everywhere else. I mean, he's going to dent the front. And if they want to run behind him, you better rally up on angles to the other points of attack but yeah i mean they, he's he's been really good for three years and it's not like he just came out of nowhere and you know sama was good as a db when he was a young kid and now you know as a running back he's just a handful for everybody so they got a nice team there's no no there's no uh it, it's not hard to figure out why they're why they're here again this year like they were last year. Uh, my last thing from you, I'll let uh, Trent finish up with you. Normally when you're in this spot, uh, you're everybody's hunting Valley, right? They're trying to figure out a way to, mm-hmm. to knock off Valley. Shoes on a different foot, seemingly, well, throughout the entire sure. playoff run. Is that a good thing for you guys, perhaps, that you're, you know, uh, everybody's, uh, they liked Dowling, or this week most people are going to mm-hmm. like Southeast Polk. Is that is that a good spot to be in? 
You know, I, that's a great question, and I'm not sure I can measure or quantify the answer. I, I just know, I, I will say this about our team. They have given healthy respect to some of the players we have seen all year. I mean, look at the quarterbacks we've played. I mean, you, you know, J.J. Cole, and you know, I, I love Dowling's quarterback. I just think he's going to be a star at the collegiate level. And now these running backs, some of the linemen we've played, everybody this year has just talent coming out of their ears. But we haven't been intimidated. You know, we've respected it, but it, we haven't been scared of it. I mean, you just got to go out and play. And if you can't get it done, you tip your cap to the opponent. But when you get to this point, you know, it, Everything that happens before the game, none of that matters. Once the ball's kicked, if you can get some sense of momentum and keep it great, if the other team gets it, you just got to hang in there. That's what we did with Dowling. We just we just hung in there. I mean, we didn't quit like we did the first game. So you, you got to have some luck and you got to have some good things happen to you, or you just better be better physically from a personnel standpoint and. We haven't been that against anybody this year. So, mm. you know, we need we need some breaks Friday night, and we need our kids to play the best game of their lives. And some of them have been doing that every week. So we're going to go after it. Coach, it's been 2011, your last championship, 11 years since that one. You've seen Dowling rip off eight consecutive. You've seen other power programs here around Central Iowa. I know it's about the team, and that's what made you such a great coach. But what did it mean for you? if you're able to bring home yet another title in, in a season like this, and one that I know you've been chasing for a long time, what would it mean for you? Well, yeah, it's been 10 years, but we've had good teams during that mm-hmm. time. That's what people forget. I mean, every one of those teams was really <laughs> good. We've had our season ended at different spots by teams that were just better than us. I mean, it, to, for me, I... At this point, for me, I mean, I, what what do numbers mean? Or is it, I, I just I I love it when I can see a team get to where they where where I can feel like we got everything we could out of that football team. And and if that's good enough to get to this point or win a championship game, great. Because then your kids are happy, and you know we're as high school coaches. I mean, it's not like we're chasing the next big contract. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. we, we do we do this because we love the yeah. game, and championships are those are the kids' championships. Those aren't mine or Tom Wilson's or anybody else's. Those are the kids on those teams. So I would love for this team to be able to achieve that, but if we don't, boy, you will have a hard time getting me to feel bad about anything that's happened here in the last month. Coach, way to go. Glad you're back in this thing. Uh, good to see Valley getting another opportunity to win one and uh, a pleasure to talk to you as always, Coach. I really enjoy our conversations over the years. Thank you, Gary Swenson. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good day. Yep, you, you do the same. Coach Gary Swenson, Valley Tigers, Valley Southeast Polk. 7.30 on Friday night. Their pathway is you laid out there to get to <laughs> yes. this point. Oh, boy. You are. Daunting. Not a home yeah. game. Go to Pleasant Valley. Right. Twice to Cedar Getting Falls. on the bus every single Friday night. And back one more time mm-hmm. with the behemoth in front of them, the team that won the championship a year ago, Proctor. Moberly, they're no quarterback. And Sama, I had somebody ask me that, in fact, Friday night about Sama. And, and what do you think he's going to be at Iowa State? I know a lot of people think he's destined for cornerback. That's kind of where a lot of people see. That's where he played early in his career. He is special. And Gary Swenson said it. 
Gary's seen a lot of running backs. <laughs> yes. Is that as special as he's seen in the state? Yeah. That says a ton right there. Uh, that should resonate. No, no doubt about that. Um, I'm going to be fascinating. Well, we'll see. Uh, you'll have the game, 7.30, and it is televised, correct? It will be, yeah. Fox 17 will have it here locally. Uh, good stuff. Well, if you can't be in front of your TV and you're in the car, whatever, Trent's got it, 96.9, the bull. We are going to uh, take our time up. Before we do that, though, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Go to KXNO.com right now. Now that you're there, you've seen the pop-up box, and in the pop-up box, you enter the keyword deposit, deposit at KXNO. Dot com. By the way, yeah. speaking of contests at KXNO.com, we've got a couple of tickets to give away to the Vikings and the Cowboys this That's week. right, yeah. Uh, the city of Egan, Minnesota is making it possible. It's, it's more than just tickets. So go there. Uh, your chance to win tickets if you're if you're an NFL fan, Absolutely. you're a Cowboys fan, Vikings well, fan. You just have to, if you haven't been to that stadium before, I don't care. I'm not a Vikings fan. I've been there a half dozen times now. The building is incredible. Now, I haven't been to SoFi, mm-hmm. but... Hearing NFL people talk about it, it is an incredible experience inside that building. And that Viking fan base, they are getting lathered up. After that victory last week, the escapes that they have had week after week after week. And the Cowboys are favored? You saw that? I I didn't. I didn't look at the lines yet. Aren't they really? Can you believe it? Ah, it's the Cowboys. Still a lot of of, uh, who the Vikings beat. Well, they beat a pretty good team last week. So KXNO.com, you can win $1,000, and then you can pop over and maybe pay for your hotel room, whatever it is. Win some Vikings tickets. Mm -hmm. I know there's more than just tickets with this package. You can see all the details at KXNO.com and enter to win this contest. You get a gift card. You get uh, for dining. You get Vikings museum passes and a whole lot more. KXNO.com, win $1,000. Win Vikings-Cowboys tickets. Simple as that. We'll be back to talk some baseball with Matt Snyder. Trent's play of the day is coming up. Before we get out of here at 1, it's Des Moines Sports Station. Miller and Condon on 106.3. Catch it out. Yes, it is football season, but NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Right now, everyone can earn on to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets together. You can do individual player props, team props. They have it all at DraftKings Sportsbook. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook its where I go when I fire at a same game parlay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only. With the promo code KXNO, you must be 21 or older. Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game opt-in is required and 10 plus leg is required for the 100 percent boost if you have a gambling problem please call and don't hesitate one love joined by dr macy dealman elite eye care in waukee and the eye company in ankeny dr dealman many people deal with dry eye if our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears dry eye develops elite eye care specializes in treatment of dry eye more advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with ipl or intense pulse light which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye stop by and see myself macy dealman or the rest of our doctors at elite eye care in waukee or the eye company on tech 
Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on Shin.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome. It's 12.30 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, let's talk a little baseball on a cold, wintry day, shall we? Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. He joins us every week during the regular season, throughout the playoffs as well. Joined us from the World Series site. Uh, Matt Trenton, Ken, as always, we're so grateful that you're willing to do this here for the baseball fans uh, uh, in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on. Before we get into the Hot Stove League and um, you know just the World Series, just real quick on this, and I'm sure you read it, uh, Pete Rose uh, wrote, I thought, a very heartfelt um, plea <laughs> letter uh, to Rob Manfred. He's 81 years old. He realizes that, you know, his, his, it, it's a long shot at best uh, that he's that this is going to be well received. Man, I've changed my mind after reading that. Maybe it's just because I'm getting old and I don't want to see him go in at one, you know, 10 years after he's dead. Um, it's been a long time. I get it. It's as egregious of a violation as you can possibly commit, betting against your own team. Where are you on this, Matt? You cover the sport for a living. I'm sure you read Pete Rose's letter. Did it change your opinion at all? Is it time to maybe swallow hard and open up a different wing of Cooperstown for guys like Pete Rose? Not for me. No, it's it's glorifying the individual person. And uh, there are exhibits in the Hall of Fame for breaking the hits record. There's There's a video of him breaking the hits record. There's an exhibit for it. So it's not like we can do the whole... Hey, you can't tell the story of baseball without talking about Pete Rose thing, and because it is in there, the story's in there. Um, I just think that his crimes against baseball were enough to warrant a, a ban for the rest of his life, for, in terms of individually getting into the Hall of Fame. I'm okay with people who disagree with me. I'm not going to throw a fit over it mm-hmm. if he gets in. But um, if it was up to me, I'd say no. You. you you made your bed, and it's been years and years and years, and, and for the most part, the only times he showed remorse was when he was trying to get something. Yeah, so yeah. H- how is this any different? It seems to me it's like he thinks he's probably going to die soon, and he wants to get in. So, hey, let me try it with my most heartfelt plea ever at this, at this time. Well, with that, another Pete Rose conversation, and <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more coming up this off season. But... Matt, it is the hot stove uh, getting very close. Uh, a couple of signings, some big names, obviously Diaz re-signing with the Mets and Kershaw with the Dodgers, the headliners at this point. But with the free agent class, headlined by Aaron Judge, some great shortstops out there, Jacob deGrom, on and on and on. I don't know. I don't know how to rate it. I haven't looked back at free agent classes. But, boy, on the surface, this one feels like a real big one. Am I seeing it right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I also haven't tried to take the time to go back and look at past years and think about like how it stacks up, but it, it's pretty loaded. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I'm looking right now at it, the free agent rankings, R.J. Anderson, on my colleague, put them together, but if I'm looking at like 
if you're talking about Dansby Swanson at nine, Clayton Kershaw at ten, Wilson Contreras eleven, Anthony Rizzo twelve, wow. um, on down through like Chris Bassett thirteen, Edwin Diaz fourteen, that's a pretty loaded class right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a very good one, and you've got the top end with people like Judge and Degrom and Correa, but there's depth because when you get down in the teens, you keep talking about Jose Abreu who at age 30 still hit over 300 in an era where batting average is becoming more and more of a commodity because the league batting average is so low and strikeouts are so high. So I think it's a good class with with depth and a lot of elite-level talent. What do you think the chances are that the Yankees lose both Rizzo and Judge? Not very good at all. Um, I, I still think all roads lead to Judge and the Yankees ending up with a deal, no matter how it happens. It might be circuitous. Um, I, it was a big mistake for the Yankees to not give them more before the season and an extension, obviously, and they're going to pay, and I think they know that, and they have plenty of money. But if you look down the stretch, he was basically carrying that offense. Mm-hmm. It was on life support other than him. And uh, if if they did, it would be a major upset. But if they did lose him, I think immediately they would run right to Rizzo and, and start there and trying to, to rebuild the rest of the roster without Judge. So, yeah, very, very small for me. One of the most intriguing guys for me is Justin Verlander and got the World Series yeah. monkey off his back. He'll be 40 years old when opening day comes around. What kind of contract, the length of the contract that he's going to go in? I mean, is he willing to go basically anywhere? Is Does he have specific places in mind? What do you see with Verlander and a guy that is just still at this point in his career is so dang good? I'm sure he would love to stay put, but I don't know if the Astros, they got a new GM and they haven't seemed, you know, they let Carlos Correa walked, they let Garrett Cole walk, they let George Springer walk. He's heading to his age 40 season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the Astros will really give him something comparable to what somebody else will give him. Maybe it's the Max Scherzer contract where it's low on years but really, really ridiculously high in average annual value, talking in excess of $40 million. Um, I don't know exactly who would give that, but you know somebody will, whether it's the Mets with DeGrom walking, trying to go with a Verlander and Scherzer punch whether it's the Cubs trying to make a splash, whether it's the Rangers trying to make a splash, the Dodgers need more rotation depth here as they look. Walker Buehler's out next year after the Tommy John surgery. Do the Dodgers try to give him a one-year deal with a huge average annual value just to fill that gap there? Somebody's going to spring for him on a probably, like I said, low years and high average annual value. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, let's uh, talk about our regional teams, Matt. Trying to trying to identify a player or two that may be on. Well, look, I, maybe you shouldn't do the Royals because it seems like their big splash will be Zach Greinke again. Um, but the Cubs, the White Sox, the Cardinals, um, you know, and any Twins, any splash coming because the Twins got to replace a shortstop, and maybe they keep their own. We'll see. But what about some of our regional teams? Who are they looking at kicking the tires on? Uh, the Cubs definitely should be uh, going big right now because they're in a position in a division where it looks like the Brewers might be 500-ish, uh, maybe a little better, but maybe worse. The Reds and Pirates aren't really trying yet. The Cardinals are good, but they're not like top-level elite. So there's an opening there for the Cubs, and uh, everything we hear is they're going to be going hard at a shortstop, whether it's Correa or they go down a little bit, just a little bit, to somebody like Xander Bogart. Uh, they need to shore up multiple areas of that team. I do think the Twins will be active. The AL Central still seems pretty wide open, and uh, the Twins, they have money. 
now they don't have money to the extent of like I just talked about with the Cubs, but the Twins have money. And if, if they were planning on maybe Korea not opting out, they already have $30 million some dollars ticketed to the payroll. They have at least that much to throw at, at next year. So I think the Twins will be active. Obviously, if they can't get Korea back, maybe diving into that shortstop pool again. It, maybe if Dansby Swanson comes down a little bit on mm. the asking price, they do something there. They definitely need to shore up pitching, though, because they have not had great luck uh, building starting pitching within the organization so they need to go outside and there's good pitching depth there i don't know if it's a a medium type splash with somebody like chris bassett or you just go a little bit lower and you try to grab two or three guys on the cheap although that hasn't been working for them but no (laughs) but you never know (laughs) oh boy they have thrown a lot of darts at that dartboard and not many of them have come up yeah with correa he signed the three-year deal that we knew was not a three-year deal with the twins yeah he played well this year. Wasn't elite. He was, well, he was elite for At sure. At the end he was. Yeah. He did, but he, I don't know. Maybe there was more anticipation of what he was. They were out of the race, too, and maybe that had something to do with it. What is his market right now, and what are the teams that make the most sense outside of the Twins? If he's looking around, who needs a shortstop? He's still only going to be 28 on opening day. Just crazy. Feels like he's been part of our life forever. Carlos Correa, what, what's his market? Yeah, I already mentioned the Cubs, and they're there, obviously, well, there's talk of the Dodgers. If the mm-hmm. Dodgers didn't come to an agreement with Trey Turner, but there's also been word that they don't know if the fan base would deal well with that, um, given the 2017 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Korea being part of that and the Dodgers losing. But, like, man, Phillies fans hated Bryce Harper, and they love him now. So <laughs> right. I think you can get over that pretty fast if the guy ends up winning for you. Um, let's see who has big money spent. Rangers, they'll probably focus it on pitching, so I don't think so there. They already signed two short shots last offseason. Astros obviously are out with Jeremy Pena there. Uh, there's no fit on the Mets. Orioles? Orioles should be ready to spend. Um, and Correa would be a nice kind of cornerstone Oof. signing to go with all that yeah. talent there right. on offense. Um, so that, that would be an interesting one. I don't, we don't yet have a read on Mike Elias because it's only been a rebuild and this is the first time he's been in charge. So we don't know if he's the type that will kind of go the way of the rebuilding teams that they break it all down and then they start to build it back up and then they spend a lot or there are other teams that don't really spend a lot once they start to build it back up. We don't know which one he'll be. Um, they, they do have a, a, a young kid there and why his name is Casey Gunner, Gunner, Gunner Henderson. Um, who could play one of the infield positions? Be a nice supplement if you could put Henderson at third. Korea yeah, he was up this year, there. was he not? He was up this year. Yeah, the last, yeah. The last month or so, and he was, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, 21 years old between him and with Adley Rushman. It feels like it'd be a perfect spot, and they have a ton of payroll flexibility because they haven't been paying anybody. Just don't know how aggressive Elias is going to be yet. But you know, th- those are the teams that kind of come to mind at first for Correa. A couple more. Uh, Wilson Contreras ending up as a Cardinal. Uh, I don't think that would, well, I mean, it wouldn't go over well, I'm assuming, with Cubs fans. <laughs> there's a chance yeah. that that happens, right? Or is that cooled there off? Is. No, no, there's definitely a chance. Um, the first thing I'd say is, you know, for Cubs fans, we probably need to get past where the 2016 guys play because we've already seen John Lester suit up for the Cardinals before. Um, true, as yeah. much as that yeah. hurt, he didn't sign there, but we've already been without Rizzo. We've been without Baez. We've been without Bryant. Uh, 
it's not going to be great. I wouldn't love having to root against Wilson Contreras, but you know what? We already saw it with Lester, and it, it's been six years at this point. Um, obviously, it wasn't working with that team, and that's why it got broken up. Uh, we've heard the Astros as well. And, and, you know, there were reports in the World Series that there was a deal in the trade deadline that, that fell apart because Dusty Baker wanted to just not mess with his pitching staff and how well Martin Maldonado worked with everybody. That's why they didn't want Contreras. But now there are talks that the Astros and Contreras are talking, and it makes sense because he can catch the spell Maldonado, but he can also DH, and their DH was a complete hole the entire playoffs when they were playing Alvarez in the outfield. So that's a fit. Those are the two main teams we've heard on Contreras so far. Who else in the National League Central? You see, of course, the Cardinals year after year doing the right thing, making the right, pushing the right buttons every single year. Milwaukee, that's kind of where I want to go to. Are the Brewers, has their window closed? I mean, are, are we going to be looking at a teardown before a buildup begins again? Or are they willing to spend this offseason? I, I don't want to say closed as in, like, it's done. But I would say it's in the process. It's closing. Um, maybe they can try to run it back for one more year. But you're also, we're hearing whispers that, like, maybe they'll just trade Corbin Burns. And if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just trade Brandon Woodruff, too? And then if you do that, it's a total teardown. Mark Atanzio is one of the best owners in baseball. And he's spent out of pocket for years and years and years. And it looks like they've hit a wall. They got close in 2018. They went to Game 7 of the NLCS against the Dodgers. Uh, They won the division again last year, but then they lost to the Braves in the first round. This year, they sputtered late. It got close to the wild card. They didn't get in. They got beat out by a game by the Phillies. It looks like they're headed backwards, and if that's the case, then some of the guys who are getting more expensive, other than Yelich, because he's not tradable with that contract and the way he's played, that means you have to turn. If you're going to rebuild, that means you have to turn to dealing Burns and Woodruff. So mm-hmm. uh, it's closing, not totally closed. We'll see what they do this offseason. They did pick up Wong's option, so it tells me if you're in a complete teardown, you're not going to pick that option up. So it tells me they're at least going to try. That's why I said it's just it's probably closing, but it's not completely closed. Uh, last thing for me, who is this year's Chris Bryant? Meaning he's just willing. He's all about the money. Um, I don't care where I play. I don't care if I win. Uh, and obviously that was the case with Bryant as he goes to the Rockies. He played what forty games, hit five home runs, hundred eighty-two million dollar contract. Is there, is there somebody out there that uh, just got enough championships, or that doesn't matter? Um, I'll, I'll sign anywhere. Just pay me. Well, he doesn't have. Any rings, but the first thing that came to mind was the Grom, because oh. uh, he's already made a lot of money with the Mets. He's mm-hmm. already comfortable there, um, but it just doesn't seem like the two sides are matching up right now. And if you know you're on a 101 win team from last year and you didn't even play all year, they're probably going to be better. They have an owner who's going to commit right. more and more dollars to the team. If you haven't come to an agreement yet, it seems like it's not. It just seems like if there's a gap in there, it seems like he's looking for somebody else to blow him away. And so that gut feeling, total gut feeling, it's DeGrom. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, uh, sincerely, we appreciate what you do for us every week during the regular season and the playoffs. Uh, take a couple, three months off, and we'll get back up with you in March if you're willing to do so. Hey, Matt, thank Perfect. you. Thank you again. All right, take care. Take care. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, as we put a bow on MLB. A mainstay for a store from, what, end of March? Yeah. Through November. That's, uh, thank you for that. What a grind. No, it, it's, a, it's a long one. I wonder what he's going to do in the offseason. 
Will he? Will they send him? CBS send him somewhere else to run? Well, I know he's going to be rooting for his Hoosiers. I was talking to him. Oh, was he? Little Indiana basketball, and he's in. Is he? He's jumping in uh-huh. head first. He's not dipping his toe in the he water. Should have a good year. Good. Yeah, good. They win the regular season crowned. They're the favorite. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I still. I think people are sleeping on Illinois. I think so too. I watched them a little bit last night. Whew. Mm. Watch them. Watch a little Drake last Shannon, night. Shannon, as good a transfer as there is in college basketball, in my opinion. No longer. He's got a new name, though. Oh, what is it? TJ. Oh, that's what he's going he's by? He's going to TJ Shannon now. All right. New school, I new like name. I like that better. I like that I like better. TJ Shannon. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, Trent's play of the day. Mr. Monday Night, who was here yesterday about this time. If you missed it, uh, he just crushed. 7-3 and three against the number this year, Mr. Monday Night. Mr. Monday Night was all over the Commanders last night. We got a couple of massive college basketball games tonight. Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion on either of those two? I do have a lean on one of them do that uh, will be part of the plays. Kentucky, Michigan State. Action. Oh, so Maction goes tonight, tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then next Tuesday, and Maction is kaput. <laughs> Don't Curtain say that. is coming down. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes of our Tuesday show. Coming up tomorrow, Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Will join us at 11.30. David Kaplan is in tow, and we'll take a look back at uh, what transpired today with both Iowa and Iowa State's uh, football press conferences. Get a couple of talkers in here to opine on that. But let's get some plays of the day and make a little bit of money, TC. I'm ready for it. We got uh, six plays today. It is a heavy card a little bit different than what we've done last week, but another winning week last week. We tried to do it again. We kicked things off with some action here. And maybe I'm missing something, but I have handicapped the Toledo Bowling Green game. Mm-hmm. Bowling Green got blown out last week. I was against them last week. It was ugly as they lost like 41 to 6. And Toledo's playing well, but 17 points is way too many here. I think you're going to see a bounce back here. Big guys stay Bowling Green plus the 17. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, Are yes. you telling me that the wrong team is favored? No, not going to okay. go that far. All no, right. no. I've so. been all right with those here lately. Not ready to go there with the Falcons. Then we got five plays in college basketball. You know my affinity for the college hoop, so we are going to dive in and kick things off. First, with Buffalo. They're getting 21 at UConn. Pretty good UConn team. Think they got a chance to uh, fight with Creighton at the top of the American this year. Buffalo, though, solid program. They got two returning starters from a year ago that were high level players for them. I'm going to grab the 21 with Buffalo. Pick number two in the Gavit Games. Purdue, favored by eight and a half against Marquette. I still need to see more out of the backcourt from Purdue to be a believer here. Is that game on TV? But it's got oh, yeah, that, that'll be an FS1. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, eight and a half the number. Give me Marquette plus the points. Stanford's terrible. San Diego State's good. I'll lay the four and a half with confidence. Even on the road at Maples, give me four and a half and San Diego State with pick number four. And wrap it up, Champions Classic. Staying away from Michigan State, Kentucky. I would lean Wildcats at this point. Playing close against Gonzaga on an aircraft carrier and the mm-hmm. wind, a little bit different environment. But my favorite one, I'm laying it with the Dukies here. Taking the one and a half, we will see. Over Young the group, defending champs? Over the defending champs. No Bill Self on the sideline. That played into my handicap just a little bit here. 
I will lay the one and a half. Give me Duke with my final pick. Well, we thought these games should have taken place last week when college basketball, the curtain went up, but uh, here they are this week. And it's a big slate of games and should be a fun slate of games. And we'll correct your report card tomorrow. How about that? That sounds great. Murph and Andy are going to be here in just five minutes. Look forward to catching up with Murph and Andy's show. Then uh, we go from there to KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean. Um, are the Fantasy Boys in tonight? Yes, yeah, they'll be here. I would think they would be at 6. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9.